Agadoo, do, do, push pineapple, shake the tree. Agadoo, do, do, push pineapple, grind coffee is a bre- brewed drink prepared from roasted coffee beans. Beans, beans, the musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. Uh. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Stu and Alphard. I'll just spat off all over my microphone. Gross. Uh, did you like that little intro there, Stu? A bit windy, weren't it? Oh, oh Windy Shepherd Henderson. I come in with you. So Stu's been out today for boozing. Yep. I've been on a sesh. He's been on a sesh. Five hour sesh. So this should be an interesting one. Yeah. Ow! Time to be alive, mate. We're in a final tomorrow. Hopefully we're going oh, yeah. to bring it so, home. Hey, bring Stu, it home. Let's do two openings. Let's do two openings. Congratulations, England, for winning the Euros. Commiserations, England, for losing the Euros. Uh. (laughs) I'll leave them both in. (laughs) Well, it's time to be alive, Al. We're we're in the final. It's coming home, hopefully. It's coming home. Come on, Gareth. Bring us home, you bloody beautiful man. We're 30 episodes in, Al. 30 episodes in. We are 30 episodes in. It's crazy. But there was, the weird thing was, like, I know it's like we're, you know, we're restricted what to what to do, but like with this magical per- press pass that we have, I've, um, I've took liberties. And I, I went to Australia this week, Al. Yeah. Um, and I made it through to the final of Australian MasterChef. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. I know. It's a really, um, it's a really surreal moment. I don't know how I did it. Made a lot of kangaroo burgers. Everyone seems fine with that. But, um, yeah. So I got to the final and I uh, I made a meringue and the the crowd went mad, clapping, cheering, everything the light. It was unbelievable. It's like I made a meringue. And they were like they're going mental. And the host said, uh, it's really unusual for an Australian audience. They uh they normally boomerang. <laughs> you know what? While you were doing that that joke, I was thinking, how's he gonna get Spanish Inquisition into this? And uh, they're done. No, they're no, done no, now, aren't they? They're done they're now. They're done with that. That's done, yeah. that's done. Hold on, Steve. So, sorry, just before we continue, sorry, oh. there is an Italy shirt in the background of this podcast on your on a wardrobe. Yeah. That's not that's not well well done, Italy or commiserations, Italy. Yeah, that's not <laughs> me, mate. I mean, I've been to the uh, Leicester Bar of O'Neill's. Every bar, every round with my England shirt on. It's not my Italian shirt in the background. You see that? It's Stu's Italian brother, Stuino. <laughs> Pity them. But speaking of our German philosophy, Al, yeah, um, a German philosophy professor arrived to teach a class in Australia this week, and uh, he said, "Today we'll study Kant." And the student said, "Okay, mate. So what do we study?" <laughs> oh gosh. But speaking of work, though, Al. Speaking of work, yeah. Uh, our company's uh, hired an Australian IT expert to speak. An Australian IT expert, would you believe? Yeah. Yeah, he comes from a land down under. Oh, gosh. Let's have that on top breeze, yeah? Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. I've still got a quiz for you, Steve. So we're on episode 30. So as every time we hit a, um, a significant number, 10, 20, 30, I'll give oh, you a little quiz yeah. from the last 10 episodes. So still, I've got five questions. Um, from episodes 21 up to 29. So it's actually eight episodes. No, it's, ep- well, first one's from episode 21. So I've got five questions for you. Let's see how many 
you can get and play Al's 30 quiz. 30, 30, 30. Ooh, I'm dead flirty quiz. That's it. Love me, love me. Say Say that that you love me. Okay, so Stu, from episode 21, what was your Bastermind subject? And it was the letter A. Well, as in like the one I gave to you? No, it was the one I gave to you. Don't go back and look through your notes. I'm not. (laughs) I could see you looking through your notes. I'm not. I'm I'm getting to this week's notes, you fool. Well, answer the question then. Well, this book only goes back as far as B. Oh, you cheating <laughs> bastard. Armadillos. No, it was Arnie. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's doing episode 23. Oh, this is question two, by the way. In episode, episode 23, what was Silly Cecil's favourite food? Cheese? No, it was chocolate and jelly. Oh, that, yeah, I hate this. <laughs> he was shit, wasn't he? Uh, question three. In episode 26, Cuthbert Cunningham in Owl's Ads had an emporium of what? Custard. It was erotica. Uh, so, qu- question four. In episode 27, what late night radio show did I talk to at the start of the episode? Graham Torrance's Late Night Love. Correct. Well done. And finally, question five. Who did I interview on episode 29? Wayne Rooney. Correct. Well done, Stu. You got two. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. It's coming home. It's coming home. Coming. Bubbles coming home. Don't sing too much. We'll have to pay for. Uh, we'll have to pay. I'm drunk though. Oh yeah, true. That is for sure. So anyway, um, as Stu takes another drink of Budweiser, let's move on to top three. Each week, uh, me and Al pick a subject, and then we tell tell you. Well, we tell each other first, and we tell the world. Then we ask for you to like submit your favorite things about whatever we talk about. So, Al, um, that was the worst top three explanation I've ever heard. But I'll let you off because you've been having a drink. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so, like, basically, in in like. Sober times, we pick a subject, we tell you what we like, and then we ask you what you like. Yeah, it's probably best, don't you? Yeah, so Al, I mean, I know I always ask you, but like Alan Partridge has been a massive part of both of our lives. It has. Do you want to know so my give me, give me three more things you like about it? Uh, I like the fact that we're going to go and see him live. Can't wait, can't wait for that. Um, I like that. His best friend is Michael, and I love that he drew a cock on the back of that man's jacket. Looks like a mouse's head. Oh, no, he didn't draw it, did he? Lynn drew it. Cock piss partridge is his favourite part of mine, and also the fact that I got to meet him once in Waterstones in Norwich, and it was like one of the major parts of my life growing up. Me and I both like Alan Partridge, and I'm sure a lot of you out there do too. If you do, and you want some of his like stuff on your mug, or maybe even a canvas on your wall, visit alienjudge.co.uk. So, Stu, it was your choice for this episode. So, what was the top three we're doing this week? Well, I picked on the spur of the moment, because I thought it was my turn last week. But I asked everyone for their top three things about that glorious country, Australia. Australia. I found this really challenging. And I think the th- three things that I've gone for have been quite basic. 
Hey, so, can I nominate myself to go first? Oh, go for it. Go for it. So number three, I've gone for Howard Bishop. <laughs> hey, Stu, you, uh, there might be Harold Bishop later in the podcast. Oh, yeah. Mate, I found, um, okay, once upon a time, my name was Harold Bishop did a rap for his, like, his cap to, like, yeah. promote it. I have, to oh, send yeah. you the, I have to send you a video on YouTube. It's, um, okay. it's called Afro Harold, basically. Plus, Afro <laughs> Big does a rap. It's, uh, it's horrible, but still fun. Worth a listen. Yeah, definitely. So, like, uh, it's Neighbours' greatest ever character, in my opinion, the jolly trumpet player of the Salvation Army. Was it? He wouldn't play a trumpet. He played trombone, didn't he? He played it all, mate. All right. And even wind, he's on that shit. Or tuba. Tuba, trombone. He played them all, mate. He was, he was all about it. Well, he wasn't, he wasn't always Salvation Army. This was the thing, like, when he came back. See, they killed him off in Neighbours. He came back, memory erased. Oh, yeah. was found in the Salvation Army under a new name, name unknown, unknown because I forgot to write it down. He's, uh, it's still, I do believe his name was um, Rock Penis Burger. <laughs> we'll go with that. Um, it sounds like legit, so yeah, it's fine. But he was married to Madge, one of my, my other favourite characters from Neighbours as well. Have you noticed that uh, Madge, Madge and Marge sound a little bit alike? Like, yeah, actually, i Good point there, actually. Also best friends with Luke Carpenter. And he also ran a coffee shop of his own named Harold's. Was that what it was called? I could not remember that. Yeah. So he was played by Ian Smith. He was the longest running character in Neighbours ever. Although maybe Paul Robinson's sick in that style now because he's been in a lot recently. I still watch Neighbours. Is Harold still in it? Channel 5. No. Okay. Has he been killed off again? Uh, no, he, just, he went to go live with his granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he once did a rap in an advert for the coffee shop. He was known as Afro Harold. If you, if you go on YouTube and type in Afro Harold, uh, I can't do it justice. No. Neither can he, really. But if you want to have a look on there, <laughs> then, uh, then go ahead. It's worth a watch. It's very entertaining. Cool. And uh, <laughs> that. So, Stu, for my number three, and this is going to be a bit of a controversial one, especially for anyone listening in Australia, I'm going to go for Foster's. Oh. The lager. Now, Over Castlemaine. Over Castlemaine. Yes. Now, uh, I wouldn't say I prefer Foster's to Castlemaine, but there's reasons for me picking Foster's. But I'm going to tell you a couple of things about it first. So, Foster's um, originated in Australia in February 1989. Like no, not 1989. 1889. Older. Yeah. Uh, it's 4%. Uh, it's 4% lager. It's a session lager if you want one. It's the largest selling Australian beer outside of Australia. But in Australia, it's not, it, it's not very well selling. Ah. It was actually created, Stu, by... I think this is probably why it's not very well selling. It was created by two American brothers... William and Ralph Foster, who arrived in Melbourne from New York in 1886. So it's actually mm. created by Americans. Now, the reason I've picked it, Stu, I don't drink Foster's anymore because I just think as I've, as I've got older, I don't need to buy the cheap lager like when I go out. I'd rather have something that I enjoy, a Guinness, yeah. a beer Moretti, something like that. And obviously it wasn't in any of our top three lagers last week. But I just think growing up, Foster's was like, it was Foster's and Carlin, wasn't it? They were the kind of lagers you drank when you were younger yeah, yeah, yeah. because 
a they were cheaper so like that well that was the main reason really that they were cheaper and they were more readily available you get to any bar they've got fosters and carlin and fosters for me always seemed like the fancier version than carlin was and they're always about the same price but they were the All cheapest right. ones so it's always ones we drank so that's why it's third in my thing i don't drink it anymore but it's it's still up there as, as, so today i'm drinking heineken well i mean yeah that's fair enough i mean like just like today for example i met two of our listeners today uh chris from bar at the bar and brendotron so before this recording i've had six beers uh, i had australia in the first bar yep i had uh, two morettis in the next one um and then i had two australias and then another moretti i can't believe you didn't have guinness I was in a lager mood, Al, today. Fair play. Sunshine. Fair bit play. Too warm for uh, Guinness. Guinness oh, yeah. is more of my autumn, winter, springtime drink. Autumn, Let's winter, spring. Summer. Hmm. <laughs> so mm. we'll go to Dublin next April for your birthday. Okay. Cool. So number two, Al. Yep. I've gone for, I don't know if you know this guy or not, but I've gone for Merv Hughes' mustache. Merv Hughes. Who's Merv yes. Hughes? So, Merv Hughes is one of Australia's big sporting heroes, I would have thought. Cricketer? Cricketer, yeah. Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. So, Merv Hughes had a great cricketing career with uh, Australia, taking 212 wickets in 53 test matches. That's, That's pretty wicked. impressive. That's pretty <laughs> impressive to play. 53 yeah. matches, 212 wickets. Bloody hell. You don't fuck about. You don't fuck about. You don't fuck about. I'd say he's like the cricket equivalent to Commander Worf on, on board the Starship Enterprise. Yep. I watched First Contact last night on film uh, four. Don't, don't, I'm not a big star. star he's Trek such, fan. Mate, he's such a way. If you're going to battle in the Galactic Empire, you're going to want Worf on your side. Back up. Immediate. Indeed. Worf. Mm. Worf. He's a thing, isn't he? He's a... Oh yeah, he's got a thing on his head. He's got like the um, thingy on his head, isn't it? He's like, is he the one with the like the, like the funny school? It's Klingon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm. I don't know if I'm thinking the right person now. Yeah, I think I probably am. Speaking of Klingons, I had a nasty one this morning. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the reason I'm picking (laughs) the reason I'm picking Murphy's is because he had the handlebar mustache. It's the best handlebar. Mustache I've ever seen in my life. I mean, there've been a far few good, far like, few good. Listen to that. Fair few goodies. A fair few good soup strainers and sport over the years. But I think Merv Hughes to go out there with a handlebar in cricket yeah, and pull it off him. and take multiple wickets. It's like at life you win, sir. <laughs> oh yes, you win. Um, so for the mustache alone, I'm going with that, Merv Hughes. For number two, Stu, I'm going to go for a uh, female Australian. One of those people where I just, you know when you just fall in love with someone? Moira Stewart. (laughs) Oh, well, that's if we do top three newsreaders. I'm going to go with... um, I mean, Elsa. 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 Elsewife. Elsewife. No, I'm going to go... No, shut up. I'm going to go with Natalie Imbruglia. Ah, now Natalie Imbruglia, born fourth of February, nineteen seventy-five. She was um, actually in Neighbours before. She was Beth. She was Beth. She was Beth in Neighbours before she left um, to pursue a singing career. 
with Torn, probably her um, uh, most well-known song, which was actually a cover, Stu, um, by a band yes. called um, Edna Swap, which were a yeah, rock I found band. That. I, I had no idea. I found that out the other day. So she was born in Sydney, um, and <clears throat> it, on June the 21st of this year, she released the single Build It Better, which is off her sixth studio album. So she's still releasing albums. Now, can we, can we get her on the show? Oh, God, I'd love that. Natalie Brody is one of those people where I just, I just love her. I just think she's absolutely stunning. She I just seems like a really um, lovely person as well. And I just I think, think yeah, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I think she, she, she'd probably choose me over you, though. Well, I don't know about that. I reckon. I think she gets a personality. Something like that. <laughs> uh, you know. Right, so it's Natalie and Brilli is my number two. She could have easily been number number one, but there's a reason behind my number one. She's my number one. What, is oh, she... I've... No, I've not picked her. But no, I mean, right. She's my number one. But we're, if we're going to go out with Natalie and Brilli, we're going to have to let down Tia and Tamara from Sister Sister, aren't we? They'll understand. <laughs> Come on. Natalie and Brilli. I yeah. mean, I'd probably be torn for a while. Oh, he's good. I'm a little bit left in the middle. Oh, <laughs> that was the name of her album. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give us your number one, Stu. Steve Irwin. No choice. No danger, mate. Bowl and Shane. Let me put my thumb up his butthole. Southpaw reference. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Australia's biggest ever legend, in my opinion. Uh, what a man. What a guy. Uh, environmentalist, zookeeper, wildlife expert, and conservationist. First to fame with the excellent Crocodile Hunter TV show, which I watched a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, with his wife Terry, that was as well. His daughter's I mean, doing it now, isn't she? Yeah, and his son does a lot of things as well. His son was on Ellen and Jimmy Fallon recently as well, I think. So, oh yeah, keeping the uh, the family business going. Which is, I mean, I loved him. Crocodile Hunter was fucking yeah, great, it was great. He he was such a legend. He didn't give a fuck, and just watching it, even he he didn't give a kick. He just jumped in like, whatever, man, I'll do this. For you. I'll do, I'll do this for you guys. So, a legendary bloke. Now, unfortunately, we all know what happened to him. Tragic moment where he passed on. But um, since then, numerous parks, zoos, streets, a vessel, and an asteroid <laughs> have all been named in his honour. Stu, Stu, when I die, if you're still alive, will you name an asteroid after me? No. The the Stuan Alsteroid. No, I've already lined it. I've already lined up replacements for you when you um Fair enough. When you pop it. <coughs> Fair enough. Comrade for number one, if he's not interested, I'm gonna go with Keza G to take over the show. You don't mind, do you? I I've already lined up um Joe Rogan as your replacement. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'll be like buzzing to like jump in. Uh, <laughs> In 1997, Erwin discovered a new species of turtle. Uh, was given the honour of naming it, which he added. Well, he called it Erwin's turtle. There's a Latin title for it, but I'd have like, called them Chazwazers. <laughs> <laughs> and in 2009, a new breed of land snail was named. Okay, so like in 2009, they found a new breed of land snail. Yeah, and they thought they named it. They named it after Steve Irwin. Okay. Do you know what they called it? 
Steve Irwin snail. No, no, they called it Crikey Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> That's shit, isn't it? I mean, come on. Bloody hell. Uh, you also received the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2018. I'm glad that happened. Yeah, that's I'm missing Dilly. He was a great entertainer of the. Uh, he was. I used to like it when he was after the snakes, and he used to like kind of get the snakes by the tail and like. like just think it was shit. Bloody hell! Like, if this bites this me, is, I'll be dead. <laughs> this is poisonous, but whatever, mate. Right, so Stu, for my number one, um, now I was going to pick an individual <coughs> character from this, but I just couldn't. So my number one, Stu, is the TV show Neighbours. Um, mainly because I think Neighbours played a, a massive part um, during a lot of our childhood, like in the 90s, um, especially in the 90s when you had like the, the characters like Joe Mangle, you, your Harold Bishop, your Lou Carpenter, your Madge, your Scott and Charlene. I mean, they, I think they were 80s, weren't they? But it was all that kind of... Jim Robinson. Jim Robinson, yeah. When, Daniels. He, when Jim Robinson died and he pulled over the fruit bowl. And it was all those sort of characters um, that it, it was just such a good show. Like, you'd, you'd watch it every single night. Um, what was it 5.35 on BBC One? Yeah. But it was also in the, in the middle of the day as well. If you're off school, so, 1.45 as well. Yeah, I think that's the thing as well. To have a TV show that's on twice a day, the same episode on twice a day, they don't do that for anything else. You know, EastEnders doesn't get that. Coronation Street doesn't get that. Mm. No, they don't have it on twice a day. Um, oh, but Neighbours, so a couple of, uh, a couple of facts about Neighbours. Um, it started in, on the 18th of March in 1985 by Reg Watson. Mm. Um, at, the, uh, at the moment, there are, well, a, a, according to Wikipedia, there are 8,661 episodes. Um, and still, I found some celebrity appearances, which I thought were quite interesting. So some of the celebrities that have appeared on Neighbours are Shane Warne, yeah. Emma Bunton from, Spice, from the Sparse Girls. Yep, yep, yep. Matt Lucas and David Williams from Little Britain. Yep, yep. Dave Batista, a really? wrestler. Yeah. Um, Lily Allen and Paula Abdul, which I just think, like, you just get lots of celebrities turn up on it, don't you? It's just... Well, Denise Van Outen had a run recently as well. Um, yeah. She, she died in the car explosion, but she was in it for a while. Oh, was she in it for a while? Yeah, yeah. Currently, you've got Jason Donovan's daughter in there as well. He plays oh. Paul Robinson's granddaughter. Paul Robinson? Harlow. Harlow Robinson. It's just such a great show. And there was always lots of different storylines going on. And, you know, there was affairs and there was all that kind of stuff. I used to love the, I used to love the theme, not just necessarily the theme tune, but like the little scenes in the background that were going on mm. when the theme tune was playing, and it was great. It was just I still, I still have, I still watch it today on Channel Five. So, oh dear, is Carl, he... and, Carl and Susan are still in the show. Oh god, are they? Yeah, for a long time. Oh. Who were their Who were their kids? They had three kids. There, Lily was it? Lily, Libby, Libby, Malcolm, and Billy. Malcolm <laughs> and Billy. <laughs> oh, Mal, Mal, Billy Kennedy. Boy. Billy Kennedy, put your Billy goddamn Kennedy. bollocks away. Billy Kennedy ended up in House. How oh, did he? Yeah, the, uh, the US drama show House. Billy Kennedy, are you dipping your bollocks into your dad's tea again? That never happened. Well, there were like some cutscenes. So, Stu, that's my number one, Neighbours. So, what have we got on social media? Pretty sure. Uh, quite a few, actually. Um, I'll start with the lads I met today, the um, Brenda Tron and Chris at VR at the bar. Yep. So Chris uh, went for 
Mick Dundee from Cocktail Dundee. Yep. Round the Swiss, the TV show. Great. Have you great. ever, ever felt like this? Felt like this. How when strange, strange things happen, happen when, when you go in round the round the Well, twist. have you heard the heard word? The word. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the wow, end of this wow. theme tune, Steve, when it went, go in round the twist. Well, oh, I've, got a, I've got an honorable mention at the end. Right. Um, Brendan, uh, I'm going to save this number one for last because this is a great episode. But he's gone for the boomerang, flaming glass, uh, Bart versus Australia in The Simpsons. <laughs> Yeah. What an episode. One of my favorite ever Simpsons episodes there. So that's uh that's class. Uh regular Gav. He's gone for Howard Bishop like myself. Yep. The Sydney Opera House. Yep. And watching Natalie and Brutlia suck tea through a Tim Tam biscuit on Graham Norton. Well, I'll try I'll have to look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh Chris Comrath. He's gone for Steve Irwin, Kangaroos and Wolf Creek. Honourable mentions, we'll always let him do this because it's Chris Comrath. So his honourable mentions are Hats with Corks. Yep. Blended. Uh, the Outback, Craig McLaughlin, who was Henry on Neighbours, and Mark Little on The Big Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Joe Today, Mangle. I'm Joe Mangle. Uh, John Jones, Margot Robbie. Oh, yes. Yeah. She might turn up later in the episode as well, Stu. Zinger. I mean, I'd marry her now. Yeah. Well, if, if you're out there, Margot, if you're not married, Stu's put the proposal out there. We'll wait Aye. for your answer. Hello. Although, who do we mention earlier? Who do we, who are we going to like? Natalie and Brulia. Well, I'll, mar- uh, I'll marry Natalie and Brulia. <laughs> okay. That's it, Margot, then. Uh, Chris Lilly from Summer Heights High. Yes. Love Summer Heights High. Never seen it. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I've heard. Barbecues. Okay, yeah. I love a good barbecue. Uh, Katie, Kesa G. I'm not going to say Merlin Merle this week. Just Kesa G. Uh, number one, Steve Irwin. Great yep. choice. Number two is Luke Bracey, which is an actor. He was in, um, I think he was in G.I. Joe, the Cobra. Okay. I don't know why she picked him. I shouldn't say. Uh, number three, the bloke who punched the kangaroo to rescue his dog. This is a good one. I mean, uh, yeah. now, there's a video out there of a kangaroo that's got a dog in a headlock. And the uh, the owner of the dog's like, I don't fucking think so, mate. Runs up, takes the kangaroo one-on-one, punches it in the face. Now, the best part of here is the kangaroo lets go of the dog, thank God. And the dog like, runs away to safety. But the kangaroo is just, he doesn't run away. He squares He's, up, doesn't he? He tenses and squares up like, what? <laughs> guy like walks off like you've let go of my dog fair enough the kangaroo's like yeah I'm not moving though bro like, I'm moving want... bro you want some you want some I'll take your nail uh, but yeah died down but yeah a, a lovely video there uh, the other Katie KTR yep who spent a year in Australia actually as well okay uh, she's picked Sunday's Neighbours and Koala Bears and there's a picture of uh, of her with a koala bear on our shelf in the living room. Okay. Frank G. Frank Mendoza, my favourite American. He's gone for the uh, traditional Aussie Australian actors: Tony Collette, Heath Ledger, and Kate Blanchett. Oh yeah. Uh, number two, images of the Great Barrier Reef that he hopes one day he can see in. Person, yep, 
And number three is the GIF I used on Twitter this week of the kangaroo dropping a ball saying what? Okay. And what? And what? And what? Uh, Keith Campbell. I guess we could say it's our favourite Scottish person. Okay. He's gone for Kylie, Danny, and Shark. Uh, he also Danny. has two... Yeah, Kylie and Danny Minogue. Yep. And, and Shark. Shark. Uh, he also has two signed pictures of Kylie in his office. Ooh. Look at him. I should be so lucky. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, hey, Stu, you might hear from Kylie later in the episode as well. Excellent. Can't wait. Uh, Alex, new person. Uh, oh. Well, um, new person collection. Hi. Hi. New person. Hi. His name is Ian Graham. Ian, Ian. hello. Welcome hello, to the Ian. show. IG. 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 Let's call him Iggy. 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 How's it going, Iggy? You're Iggy. right, Iggy, eh? How you doing, Iggy? So, <laughs> he's, he's gone for Bouncer from Neighbours. Do you remember the dog? The, Do you remember uh, the Bouncer's retriever? Dream? Do you remember the, it started an episode of Neighbours with Bouncer's Dream? And it was like, yeah, he was having a dream. And it was like him like running around and stuff. <laughs> and then it pulled, it pulled back. The camera pulled back and it was like, it was Bouncer asleep. And it was no. the start of an episode. It's fucking mad. He was such a great dog, though, Bouncer. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great choice as your number one there. Uh, he's also going for Golden Gay Times, which was an ice cream bar that originated in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And the films of George Miller, which is a great choice because George Miller did the Mad Max trilogy. Yep. And they were, they were bang. Banging. Absolutely banging. Great choice. Cheers, Ian. Welcome to the show. Uh, new other person now, Tom Crawford. Hello, Tom. Hello, Tommy. Tom has watched every England uh, match with me down the pub during the Euros. Okay. Hello, Tom. You met him out of England versus Scotland. Yes. Uh, so he's gone for Lamington Cake, Cherry Ripe, and the Duck Build Platypus. Oh, okay. Good range. Not bad Good range, actually. Uh, Catherine the Great. Of Aragon. Soon to be in Catherine of Aragon, soon to be uh, running a new feature on our show called Cat Corner. Possibly. Possibly. Good to have dreams. <laughs> Good to have goals. Yeah. Uh, but she's gone for Kevin Bloody Wilson. Ow, if you never heard of this guy before, because no. she, like, played, played, she played for this for me at work the other day. Uh, go on YouTube, Kevin Bloody Wilson about Santa. Okay. Uh, extremely funny. Uh, she's also gone for Neighbours and Koala. Koalas. Uh, yep. Uh, Layla. Layla. Okay, yep. Uh, she's gone for the Aboriginals, the Dreamtime artwork and didgeridoos. Uh, new episode, new person as well, the new guy at work, Cameron. Hello, Cameron. Cameras. Cameras. Or Ronnie. This is yeah. more affectionately known. Yep. Spiders, snakes, snakes, and scorpions. Okay. Uh, Danny, who spent time in Australia, has got relatives out there. He's gone for sand surfing, power, power boarding in Sydney Harbour and Tarongo Zoo. Yep. Uh, Cora, new to the show. Hello, Cora. Hi, Cora. Steve Irwin, barbecues and crocodiles. Excellent. And that is all we have on there, Mike. Still, I've got an honourable mention. Oh, uh. Um, it's the song in Pugwall that is sang by Pugwall's sister. Who's Pugwall? Do you not remember Pugwall? 
There was a TV show about a band in Australia who were trying to, called the Orange Organics, that were trying to get to number one. And he had a sister in it called Marion. And her and her her best friend, they did a rap sort of song. And it went like this. Marion, Melissa, come on in and have a listen. Mama Lloyd, don't call me that. <laughs> and it went like that. It was fucking ridiculous. Check it out on YouTube. It's so funny. Uh, I suppose I'll give honourable mentions to Don Fisher from Having a Wave back when I watched it back Oh, in yeah. Life. With his wife, Marion. Okay, Stu. Right. So, right. um, for the next top three, yeah. I was trying to think of one today and I, I took me hit. This is the last thing I did because I couldn't think of one. So, what I thought is, what do I really like? And I like a good laugh. I like a bloody good laugh, Stu. I bloody do. So, what I'd like to know, Stu, and listeners, is on the next episode, I would like your top three stand-up comedians oh so it's a tricky one so i was going to limit it to a certain time i was going to say like 90s but i thought no you know what i want to know your top three stand-up comedians for the next episode so if you'd like to get in contact and tell us your top three stand-up comedians we are stewandalpod at gmail.com or on twitter and instagram we are at stewandalpod so that was top three and now it is time for 90s corner Nineties corner. No, 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 nineties. No, 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 nineties. No, 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 nineties. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. So each week, me and Stu bring something from the nineties. We discuss it. If we both think it's great, it gets swept into nineties corner. As if one of us thinks <laughs> it's shit, then it gets sold off in the Leicester Mercury or Lincoln equivalent. Stu, do you want to go first this week? Yeah, go on. Go on in. So following on from the nineties. Australia being uh, Crocodile Hunter. Oh, of course. Doesn't really need an explanation. No, um, already spoke yeah. about him. Stu, yeah. sweep it in. Yeah. Thank you. So, Stu, I bought an album with me for this episode. Now, this, if you were to ask me what my top five albums are, this would be in the top five easily. So, I think I first got uh, listened to this album when I was at college. I think someone possibly played it to me and then i went and bought it i don't know if you've heard it before Stu. it was the nirvana unplugged in new york the mtv thing yeah it was it was a v is it vh1 no of course it wasn't vh1 it was mtv it was mtv um uh, they used to unplugged gigs you had a lot of different artists who do it yeah um and this is just one of those albums that i could listen to over and over again um, because it's just, it's just so good. Um, it was recorded November 18th, 1993, uh, but it wasn't released until November 1st, 1994. So nearly a year after it was recorded, it was then released on CD and DVD. Uh, Nirvana played lesser known songs and a lot of covers of songs by uh, people such as David Bowie, the Vaselines and the Meat Puppets. Yeah, they did that cover of the, the Man Who Sold the World. Man Who Sold the World, yeah, by David Bowie. Um, it's it's three hundred number 313 on the Rolling Stones' 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. I think it was just one of those albums that, like, because a lot of people think of Nirvana as that grunge sort of sound of things like Smells Like Teen Spirit, um, Lithium, all that kind of stuff. But when they stripped it back and played it acoustic, 
it, it was just amazing. And it was just, it showed how talented they were and how good a voice Kurt Cobain had. And it was just beautiful. Like, I'm not a massive fan of Nirvana in the sense of their kind of heavier stuff, their grunge sort of, you know, heavier rock sort of stuff. But this Unplugged in New York is one of my favorite albums of all time. There's not a song on it that I don't like. It's just amazing. I, I remember watching it on MTV, like that, the show that was on. And it was just, just amazing. But I love it. I love it. Set, man. Get it in. So have we got any? Uh, we got any social media, Stu? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, nice corner, yes, to do. Georgina, hello, George. Auntie May and Pippin. Uh, they, yeah, that was the um, the one where she used to fly the plane, wasn't it? Barb. Yeah. Right. And she yes. didn't actually fly the plane, though, Stu. Did you know that? Unconfirmed. She was off. Unconfirmed. Anyway, but like, she's done a fucking banger. This is like one of our best ever. Entries in my yep. George's pick, Puddy One, Two, Three. <laughs> yeah, but is that 90s? I know we used to play it in the 90s. Yeah. We'll sweep it in, sweep it in. That's a great show. Cheers, George. Brilliant shout there. Uh, Laura, got for Sunday Delight, <laughs> which was uh, the drink that got me through my operation back in the 90s. I used to like the advert story. You go, oh, what, what, do you want a drink? What have you got? Uh, some cola, some purple stuff. Oh, Sunny D. Oh, Sunny D, all right. Yeah, yeah. Some purple stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> potato puffs. You want to Chris? Potato puffs. Yeah. Banging. And the Mr. Frosty machines as well. You know, the oh, that kind of stuff. No one ever had it. But I bet you know, good. Sean's gone for the Sunny Walkman. Yeah, I think it's um, probably more of an 80s thing, though. Yeah, uh, I think it's 90s. Uh, and Johnny, George, J-Bone, J-Hamill has gone for the Bull Boy shoes. Remember them? Oh, yeah. Quality. Hey, Stu, I just want to say a thank you to um, Keza G90, who's going to put a <laughs> list together of everything that's been swept into 90s Corner. Day. I know. I mean, really nice Keza, of her to do like, like, We asked you to do it. You said yes. You'd be glad to do it. I mean, when we, um, when we did the live show in Lincoln, which we got planned at some point. At the castle. Uh, put your wallet away, Keza. Um, drinks are on us for the limit of £20. <laughs> So is that everything? That is everything. Okay, so if you would like to submit something to 90s Corner, get in contact. We are stewandalpod at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter at stewandalpod. So once again, Kezaji, thank you for putting that list together. But still to come, uh, Mike Reed offers more tips to get you through life. Al pops down the bag of nails once again for an exciting round of Jackadee, I imagine. Uh, we've got another exciting round of Bastermind coming up. Juventus versus J.R. Hartley. Uh, we catch up with ACDC later on. Oh. Uh, but for now, here is Al with the ads. For sub, for comedy, and for impressions, it's time for Al's ads. With the popularity of the Friends reunion, we're releasing a new VHS, Friends Bloopers, Volume 1, featuring Ross Geller. Hey, remember Ross's monkey? <laughs> How about the clip deemed too rude for TV? Uh-oh. Monica, Chandler is having sex with my monkey. 
again. Uh, <laughs> that was certainly too rude. Hey, who remembers that Phoebe was a masseuse? <laughs> but you won't find this saucy clip on the TV. Thanks for the massage, Phoebes. Do you do extras? I haven't been tossed off since my monkey died. Uh, finally, friends. Finally, what happened when Ross caught Chandler and Monica together? My best friend and my sister having sex? And why is my monkey here? <laughs> Available in Woolworths from Monday. <laughs> Woolies. Fuck it up. But now. Here are your headlines. Thank you, Alex. Here are your headlines indeed. Crowded house frontman Neil Finn uh, had a bizarre day when he experienced four seasons in one day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It seems everywhere you go, you always take the weather with you. Oh, yeah, two on one. Uh, BG Barry Gibbs spotted an IKEA inquiring about baths. He could be heard saying, Hey there, how deep is your tub? Oh. <laughs> and Nick Cave recovering after greeting hundreds of fans in Gloucester this week, said to be suffering from a red right hand. Oh. <laughs> uh, so in one act all the way from Austria this week uh, a 65 year old man was left with minor injuries after a python bit him while he was sitting on the toilet oh 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 matron oh matron uh, he was said to have felt a pinch in the genital region <laughs> before noticing a five foot snake beneath him in the toilet bowl at his home in the Austrian city of Graz. Ooh, la, la. Uh, the python, a native to Asia, which actually can grow to a length of 30 feet, would you believe? Oh, found its way into the toilet through a network of drains. Uh, it's thought to have escaped from a neighbor's apartment. Uh, police contacted a reptile expert, um, Gary's snake. <laughs> to remove the uh, reptile from the toilet and return it to its owner. Uh, the neighbor who owns 11 snakes has been reported to the authorities. Particularly, pythons are the world's largest snakes, as you know, and do not attack humans by nature, as you know as well. Yes, of course. Um, however, they will bite if they feel threatened or if they mistake something for food. Perhaps this python, this python thought that it saw some nuts. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. So that is story number one. Story number two, ACDC frontman, keeping the Australia theme this week, ACDC frontman Brian Johnson has uh, revealed that for the past five years he's been performing as a stuntman in a series of films yet to be released worldwide. So Brian revealed the uh, the secret movies that are all to be released next year, 2022. Look out for that. All five films one year. Okay. All right. 
and uh, he shared his experiences with us. Um, Brian said, well, it's been very hard work, dangerous but rewarding. Uh, I'm going to keep going as it's a long way to the top. <laughs> uh, see, the other day, uh, the director had me rolling around in a barrel for hours and hours on end. I said to him, hey, you shook me all night long. <laughs> but as long as it's good for the movie, so be it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one film I did the other day, Hell's Bells. <laughs> uh, it's top class film. You're going to love it. There's a action, rock and roll, train, pile up. Uh, you know, the light. It's going to be great. i got so much... Um, Oh, so much tea between takes as uh, there's a whole lot of Rosie Lee in the canteen. It's me. Uh, I did a scene in the uh, pub, in a pub in London the other day. I think it was the Bag of Nails. Um, it's called, um, yeah, Bag of Nails is called. It's a great bar. Uh, and Bev behind the bar, that girl's got rhythm. Uh, she had this great scene, but I can't say too much. Obviously, the film's not been released yet. The experience hasn't uh, gone without injury, though, for um, for Brian. Uh, he also revealed, see this scar, see this scar here, thunderstruck on set, and I I got a hit, ruined my costume completely, turned it all front and back to black. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, but I've got a shoot in the uh, US this week, uh, next, well, next month, actually. Uh, it's a set on a highway. I mean, to hell with all the injuries that I've had here. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a better look out there. Who knows? Let's, let's, let's see about that. That's going to be good. But uh, becoming the stuntman has been great. The the directors I've worked with have been very smart with their budgets. And they, uh, yeah, they're not afraid of hard graft or anything like that. It's been getting dirty deeds done dirt cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon this is where my career lies now. Obviously, I'm with the band, of course, as well. Shout to Frill. Excellent. Thanks. To... Well, that second one was obviously made up. <laughs> well, that's right. I asked you the question did, uh, did, uh, Brian, did Brian embark on a stuntman career? Or was the first story true about the snake in the toilet? Snake in the toilet. Yeah, yeah snake in the toilet's true. Yeah. You want to be the sport, Mike? Yes, please, Mike. So in cricket, uh, Australia, uh, they've took eight wickets in their first three overs this week. All caught, the, uh, all caught by Mark War. What is it good for, though, cricket? <laughs> Not for me. Foul and Shane. <laughs> uh, in rugby union, the Aussies beat South Africa in the uh, the Troy series final. Gary Pound with the try and Steve Dollar with the conversion. Uh. <laughs> in business news, the Commonwealth Bank of Australia or CBA yeah. uh, closing on Mondays now as they can't be asked. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, in travel, now if you like musicals, you'll get the straight. In travel, those planning on travelling to Hamilton Island uh, for this week's pub crawl, make sure you finish your drinks before moving on, as I'm not throwing away my shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, that would not only work if you know Hamilton. Yeah. 
Uh, the weather this week will be perfectly splendid. Perfectly splendid. Perfectly well, splendid. Oh, of, uh, man, thanks, Stuart, man. Bit of haunting of Hill House. <laughs> well, oh, thanks, Bly Manor. Bly Manor. Bly Manor. Okay, thank you, Stu. That was in the news. And now let us move on to Buster Mine. Hey. In each episode, Stu and I set each other a subject. We have to research it on Wikipedia. And then we ask each other five questions about it. It is as simple as that. At the moment, it is 8-6 to me. And in the last episode, Stu, we are on the letter... J, I gave you J R Hartley. And Stu, you gave me Juventus. Juventus. Italian Serie A team. So, Stu, do you want me to ask you questions first? Yeah. Okay. Stu, your chosen subject is J R Hartley. Your time starts now. Question one What year was his first appearance as J R Hartley in the TV adverts? 1991. 1983, I'm afraid. Hmm. Question two. Who played J.R. Hartley? Can you look uh, up at the camera so I know you're not cheating? Yeah, I'm looking. Um, Michael Parkinson. No, it was Norman Lub- Lumsden. I knew that one. Look up. I'm Stop looking, looking down. No, this is why I'm, your questions are on my phone this week, but... Okay. Look. Put your phone away and look no, at the question, camera. Your questions are on my phone. Okay, well, I can't see it. Oh. Question three. Who hands him the yellow pages? The, the bloke at the bookshop. No, his daughter hands him the yellow pages. Oh. Question four. Um, a poll in 2015 rated the advert in which place for its most popular? Seventh percent. Fifth. You just looking, fuck, get off Wikipedia, you cheating bastard. <laughs> Look at the camera. I'm only last, none out of four. And question five, look at the camera or I'm going to disqualify you from this round. Who wrote a spoof of fly fishing? Look up. (laughs) His daughter. No, it was Michael (laughs) Russell Stew, you fucking cheat. And you got none right from cheating. I wasn't even cheating. So you got zero. How did you know that it was 7% of the votes that they got? (laughs) Fucking... So I looked at Wikipedia. Yeah, you bastard. Well, you got <laughs> none right. So... Yeah, it's fucking revenge when you cheat. Yeah, but I admitted it, and you didn't admit it then. You still got it fucking wrong. I'm drunk, mate. I this is like my eighth beer. Right, let's let me pull up on my phone. Like, literally, your question's on my phone, because I did it down the pub today. Okay. So you look at me and all. That, that, I am. Right, look. Are you cheating? Right. What year were Juventus founded? 1897. Hey, what do you want? There's no point carrying on. Is yes, there is. Juventus are known as the old lady. What is the Italian translation of that? I don't know. La Vecchia Signora. Okay. Uh, who is the current chairman? <sighs> no idea. Andrea Agnelli. Who is the current manager? Uh, Allegri. Massimiliano Allegri has come back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the position they finished in Serie A this year. Fourth. Yes. On the uh, tiebreak? I'll give you your tiebreaker first. So that is now, just before we carry on, that is now 9-6 to me. Okay. So, Stu, your tiebreaker, and look at the fucking camera so you don't cheat. 
Um, when asked his name, when yeah. asked his name on the phone, what is the exact line in his response? My name, J.R. Hartley. Unlucky, still. It's actually my name. Oh, yes. Oh, J.R. No, I said, what is the exact line? No, that's what the exact line is. Okay. That's bollocks. Okay, go on then. What's my time? Your tie break was the tie break. Juventus won the Cup Winners' Cup in which season? Uh, 93. No. 93, 84. Ah. Okay, Stu, what's my subject for? We're on to the letter K. So what is my subject for the next episode? Alex, your K uh, subject is Kenya. Kenya? Mm. Country of Kenya. Well, Stu, I think you'll like this one. Your subject for the next episode is Katie Price, also known Ooh. as Jordan. Okay, so that was Bastermind, and now it is time to head down the bag of nails for the tails of the bag of bloody nails. Each week, me or Al travel to London. London? Oh, yeah, London. I'll take turns to go to London to uh, go to my favourite bar down there, the bag of nails. Uh, This week, Al went down. Alex. How'd you get on? Well, it was lovely because got to sit inside, but it was a nice day, so we sat outside. So, oh, you know, sit inside. Beer garden. Lovely. Beer garden, yeah. Lovely beer garden. Table, table service. Well, yes, of course. Bev, Bev was scooting around like a bee after nectar. She has got rhythm. <laughs> She's got rhythm. She's got something. <laughs> so this week's do. Don't know where you're going with that. No, I don't. Um, so this week, uh, Jackie D, of course, was down there again for her chapter four of her, um, her, uh, her autobiography. Now, again, it doesn't seem to make any sort of logical sense in, the, in, a, in a chronological way. It just goes all over the fucking place. Doesn't it? It's always entertaining. So this was her chapter four, and it was on the X Factor. So we've heard her ah. X Factor audition before. So this was her talking about her X Factor audition. So I'll pass you the tapes, too. Thank you. Sat. Click. All right, all right. Settle down, settle down. I'll get round to you all in the fucking end, won't I, eh, you fucking knobbers? Mm. So this is chapter four, titled The X Factor. And X is in The X Factor, the TV show, not as in The Ex-Boyfriends. There'll be a chapter on that later. Shagging Louis Walsh. Wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> Shagging Louis Walsh wasn't my proudest moment but it meant (laughs) I didn't have to stand in line for five hours to audition for The X Factor after the show aired I were an instant celebrity all the big magazines wanted to interview me Readers Wives Razzle and Anglers Monthly (laughs) I were constant I were constantly papped, especially by Ugly Dave, the local pervert and public masturbator. <laughs> He'd often stand outside my window with his <laughs> with his four <laughs> with his four <laughs> public masturbator. 
<laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He'd often stand outside my window with his four inch zoomer in his hand. <laughs> I started headlining the local pubs, getting twice as much as everybody else. Two Smirnoff ices and double chips were Miss Scampi. <laughs> it weren't long before the record deals came knocking, and I eventually signed with Randy Rick's Records. He was a right Randy bugger, but that's for another time. He booked me in to record my album in a really swanky studio. His mum's garage. <laughs> and he lined me up of a world tour, taking in places like Rill, Blackpool and Skegness. I were on my way to... Rill. Su- <laughs> Rill. <laughs> I were on my way to superstardom. But then, disaster struck. But that is for another time. Right, can you get out of the way? Because I need a piss. So that's where it ends to. So quite exciting, isn't it? Bastard, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. So in the next episode, Stu will be taking a trip down the bag of nails. Who he meets and who he greets and who he treats. So (laughs) Stu, you looking forward to your time down there next? I've already put the ticket, mate. Oh, excellent. So that was Tales of the Bag of Nails. And now it's time for Mike Leeds' Top Tips. Mike Reed's top tips. Pet, 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 pet. In each episode, Stu finds some top tips by Mike Reed, and he plays them to us on this podcast. You're lucky, buggers. Stu, what have you got this week? Oh, mate, like two more tips to get through life, isn't it? Uh, oh, very, I've had a pretty lesson uh, on the way here, and yep. uh, very helpful. I'll pass okay. the tip now. There you go. Yep. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Click. Morning all, or evening, depending on where you're listening to this uh, show. Mike Reed here. I'm here with two more tips to get you through life. Now, having a bad day, no problem. Pop some sunglasses on. Now you're having a bad evening instead. <laughs> Brilliant. And all this technology going on and all that. Bloody hell. Going Flying through my head. Now, if you can't afford that virtual reality headset thing that's going around right now, no problem at all. Just close your eyes and imagine it. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, much cheaper and easier. See you later, lads. See you next week. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, Stu... That's the end of uh, episode 30. How, I cannot believe we've got to episode 30. Mm. It's fucking insane. Crazy. It's just, isn't it? And, uh, you know, it's only going downhill from here. So, well, it's been yeah. going downhill from since the first episode, really, I suppose. I'd say but, from episode nine. Yeah, from episode nine. So, Stu, before we go, um, what I wanted to do is, because it's episode 30, I wanted to kind of reach out to some celebrities to kind of give us some feedback and stuff like that. And obviously, because this was, you know, we had the Australia theme at the start of the episode, I, I, I've reached out to some Australian celebrities to kind of... Oh, we, got fe- we got feedback. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they want to sort of 
some Australians, there's five Australians that wanted to congratulate oh. us on reaching episode 30. So I'll give you the tapes, Stu, and then you can play it. There's, oh, yeah. there's, no, there's no response required from myself. It's just the tape. Well, you can respond to them and I'll send it back. Because they'll hear right. it, obviously. Here's so the tape. Nothing, there's nothing aimed at me myself, then. It's just A uh... uh, couple of them do mention you. Weird. Okay. Uh, click. Hi, guys. It's Kylie Minogue here. Congratulations uh, on reaching 30 episodes. Hey, Stu, call uh, me. I heard oh. what you and Danny got up to, and I want some too, you naughty bugger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, that's a good one, Stu, isn't it? Kylie Minogue. Yeah. <laughs> well done on reaching 30 episodes. Harold. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's Harold Bishop. Uh, in celebration, I put my tuber up my bum. <laughs> oh, that's that. Uh, hey, Stu, you're talking about Margot Robbie earlier. Here's a bit yes. from her. Oh, hey, Stu, you... congrats. Oh. It's Margot Robbie here. Um, I just wanted to say, Stu, you left your skiddy wife runs in my car. Call me. <laughs> oh, Stu. I, I, know I, forgot, I know I forgot something. <laughs> uh, here's the next one, Stu, eh? All right, Stu, it's uh, Hugh Jackman here. Stu, my man, how you doing? Hope you're doing well. Uh, just want to say congratulations on uh, episode 30 of your uh, shitty podcast. And uh, finally, Stu, I've got your skitty wife fronts. If you could come and pick them up, that'd be great. I left them there as well. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. We, had a, um, we had a Wolverine um, dress oh, by. Yeah. I had to take right. my pants off because it didn't fit the costume. And All right. Obviously, oh, there's yeah. one more. Well, uh, good eye, mate. It's uh, Mel Gibson here. I just oh, wanted man. to say well done to Stu and Al uh, on your podcast for reaching 30 episodes. I know it's a difficult sort of thing. Uh, you must have a brave heart to get uh, to that, and you must have a real passion of the Christ to, uh, to, to keep it going. And, and uh, you know, you re- what you've got on your hands there is a real lethal weapon. So, uh, also, um, if I could just uh, send a quick message to Stu, can you come and oh, pick up your skitty wife yeah, fronts? Yeah, uh, you fun, left man. them in my uh, in my motorbike. Yeah, yeah I thought I did. <laughs> so, Stu, that's nice, isn't it? Having some feedback. I know it's, it's weird because like, it's been three pants of mine gone missing, and I I really thought it was when I went to Australia and like forgot everything. Yeah, but you know, you, these things happen too. So, yeah. Yeah. finally, before we go, if you would like to contribute anything to 90s Corner or you would like to contribute to our top three, which is top three stand-up comedians on the next episode, then why not get in contact? We are stewandalpod at gmail.com or you can get in contact on Twitter or Instagram at stewandalpod. So that is the episode 30. Thank you for, I just, just, I know, we're at a, we're a poignant moment, episode 30. It's, we've been doing this for a long time now and we just want to say that anyone who has listened right from the start, we just want to say thank you because it's, you know, we we do put a lot of effort into this, don't we, Stu? We put a lot yeah, of yeah. effort in. You know, there's the whole... Stu does all the social media. I do the editing. And we both, you know, we do, both do all the writing. We try and have a bit of fun. And we want to keep this going as long as possible. So, you know, we're episode 30 now. Let's move it's on to episode more. 40. Yeah. It's and then more. my dream, still is to get to episode 100. I think that'd be, you know, it's a long way to go. But I think we can get there. So I just want to say thank you to all the listeners, anyone that contributes on social media. I just want to say thank you because it's really nice to kind of get some feedback. And stuff a special like shout out, Alex, as well to Frank Mendoza, who's actually invited us onto his podcast Yep, uh, in, in Massachusetts. Um, we will get around to doing that. 
um, and we'll be in contact, Frank, as soon as we can. So yeah, definitely. We uh, we we enjoy making the show, and we're, we're going to carry on. We'll keep doing. Make it, it to sixty. <laughs> we'll keep doing it until no one downloads anymore. That's a mm. threat. That's a threat, isn't it? <laughs> if we ever get, get, get zero downloads for an episode, then we will stop. <laughs> but I download, I download every episode, so we ain't never, never get to that. So. Yeah, yeah, me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've not downloaded for the last ten episodes. No, oh, fucking, I'll get on it then. Right. So right. thank you for thank you for listening to all the, everyone out there that's listening. Thank you for contributing, and we want to say goodbye, and we will see you in two weeks' time. Say goodbye, Stu. All the best, everyone. All the best. All the best. All the best. Goodbye. Bye.